What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we, against all odds, made it to this episode. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, the, the fact that we made it to recording this episode is a miracle in and of itself. We had so many technical issue, uh, difficulties, issues, whatever you want to call them, for like the like the hour leading up to the recording of this episode. But man, I'm glad we're here. I'm excited we're here. Yep. Um, only 30 minutes late. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, we're, we're actually only about 30 minutes late uh, at the time I'm of recording the God, this. Actually. <laughs> um, but the, the awesome thing is that, I don't know if you noticed, but the intro is different. Slightly, mm. yeah. Slightly different. And... Uh, if, if you wanted to know what that was from, it is from the 2003 to 2005. Well, technically, there were two seasons. It doesn't matter. It's from the original <laughs> Clone Wars uh, from Cartoon Network that we are going to be discussing starting tonight in a two-part series. So we've got uh, part one, which is going to be the first two seasons of the Clone Wars run. We're going to be discussing that tonight. And then next week, we're going to be discussing uh, part two or season three, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, so that's why the intro is a little bit different. That was the yeah. actual, I, I had to cut it short, but it was like the actual intro that you saw on TV that used to get me jacked as a kid. <laughs> so, and, and on YouTube, it's on YouTube. And I think the one that we're going over is just episode one or part one. Volume or one. one. Volume one. And then next week, we're going over volume two. So Correct. Um, if you're trying to watch it, like you hear that we're talking about it and you're like, wait, hold up. I need to go watch this real quick. That's yeah. what we're going over. Yeah. So, um, I would say like, I literally, it's super easy to find. I literally typed in cause I had forgotten what, uh, year it came out. So <laughs> I went into YouTube and literally typed in OG clone wars <laughs> in really? the search bar. I typed in clone wars cartoon. And, then yeah, and it was like up. the first thing. Yeah, it was like the first thing that popped up. So there's a video um, that I watched and that I actually have uh, pulled up to watch and reference as we go through this. Um, and it's literally called Star Wars Clone Wars Volume 1 in parentheses 1080p not upscaled. Okay. And it's the whole thing uninterrupted. Yeah. It's awesome. So which is cool because these were like what five minute maybe oh, we'll 10 get there. minute episodes. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, I'm I don't just saying for this, no, the visual version on YouTube is honestly better than the version that we grew oh, up yeah. watching. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you only get the intro and the outro once instead yeah. of every oh, five seconds better. or whatever. Right. It's, it's super nice. And I, I think I own a DVD copy of this, by the way. You may. We're going to talk about I'm going to, I've got a, a few fun facts. I don't know why I did my hands like that, but mm. got a few a few fun facts it's a little fun. Uh, that we're going to go over uh, before we dive into like the kind of typical like play by play that play we normally play. do. Uh, scene by Great scene, play down. by play, doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, before we do, we do have some things to cover. Uh, you, you might be tired of hearing it. You might not be. But we are on social media. Uh, I'm going to give all of these things to you really quickly so you don't have to sit through the whole spiel again. Uh, but Instagram, Facebook, if you want to connect with us on there at empire radio podcast, all one word, no space, just type it in the way it sounds empire radio podcast. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, 
We are on YouTube. Fun fact, if you didn't know, Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast. Go check us out. Same logo, uh, black logo with the the white Empire symbol and Empire Radio. It's like same thing across all the platforms. So we're really easy to spot. Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast on YouTube. Um, now, uh, speaking of YouTube, uh, I promise you I'm going somewhere with this. We're also on Twitch. <laughs> Uh, twitch.tv slash empire radio. Uh, and the reason why Twitch and YouTube are linked together in my mind is that because we stream the live recording of all of these episodes, uh, on Twitch in real time. So if you want to catch it, there's it, you can see us We're we're on your screen. You can hear all the audio and everything, and you can, uh, interact with people in the chat live as things happen. Um, and then we post those episodes after the fact on YouTube. So if you can't catch the live stream, you want to watch the video version, it will be on YouTube following, uh, the recording. And then last, but surely not least, uh, we do have a discord entirely dedicated to empire radio and our fans and, uh, communicating with us directly. Uh, you can go to the link in our Instagram bio, as well as a pinned post on our Facebook page, uh, to click the invitation link to join there. I promise you it's worth it. We have a lot of fun. I say this every week and it sounds like I'm a broken record, but we really, we have a lot of fun <laughs> in this, uh, especially because we have uh, a few members that always seem to have great memes, uh, s- some of which are at my or Jeremiah's expense. Did you like the one I made about you the other day that had nothing to do with Star Wars, but... <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also really <laughs> was impressed by and uncomfortable with the Star Wars underwear memes. Oh, yeah. They're uh, the best. So if you're like, wait, what the heck is he talking about? If you're new, first of all, welcome. Uh, this <laughs> Hello is a great, there. This is a great way to, to jump in. Uh, it's from our Wives of the Empire episode where my wife decided to lovingly <laughs> out me in front of everyone. <laughs> uh, and honestly, if you are a new listener or viewer, whatever way you found us. If you're new, it might be a good episode to get to know us more. Yeah. Um, it's it's a banger, so you, you might want to go check out Why Why of the Empire <laughs> because it's a good it's one. It's a Drew 2024. It's a banger. Yeah. That's the hey, that's There's the my meme for the night. Tanner, get on yeah. it right now. But anyway, <laughs> we've, we've mobilized the forces, Tanner, get on it. Um, so anyways, if you want to connect with us, those are the way to do it. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, if you want to keep, or if you want to catch everything live and then discord, if you want to continue that kind of live conversational feeling throughout the week when we're not recording, uh, speaking of our discord, I want to, I want to thank, uh, two very, very special people, uh, David and Jared, uh, both this past week decided to, that they were going to be gen- generous enough to make a financial contribution to our podcast. Um, and I like, I can't, I'm still kind of speechless if you can't <laughs> tell, like I, I have, I have a hard time, um, putting the way that I feel into words because it's, it's just so cool for me. You know, we're, we're three guys talking about star Wars that's like that's it. <laughs> you know like sure yeah. you know we're entertaining we have a lot of fun you know i'd like to think we're great guys but at the end of the day you know like the fact that somebody loves what we're doing 
uh, enough to say, Hey, I would like to financially contribute to what you're doing. It, it still blows my mind. Um, and so to both of you, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and this is not, this is not me saying you should give. No, that's not don't, what that is. That's please the don't, same please don't do that. Who yeah. did give and, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. So it, like, was, it was really dope. And, and like, we are, we have a lot of plans in the future, you guys, that you can give, um, but it's actually not even giving back to us what our plans are. So stay tuned for yeah. that. There is ways that we are going to be dropping some really cool stuff, and I don't want to yep. give too much of that yeah, out you yet. Can't. Don't, don't. But <laughs> just stay tuned. Um, but in hindsight, I realized that it has really no way to. That's we had. Yeah. I'm, yeah. All okay, right. Anyway. Well, dope. Anyways, so uh, really quickly, uh, along with making a donation, Jared left us a voicemail, and it was like thirty minutes ago. So I was able to grab it. We've got it to listen to. I, listened I haven't to heard it. it. I listened to it. Jeremiah and Drew haven't listened to it, but it it warmed my heart. So we're all going to experience this together. So let's take a quick listen. Hi, Empire Radio. This is one of your fans, Jared. Um, huge fan of the podcast, even though we are a small community relative to other maybe mainstream podcasts. Remember that size matters not. And this community um, of Empire Radio, we love the podcast and we, we love um, the entertainment and the fun that you guys bring to our day. So thank you for that. Um, now into Star Wars business, I was going to ask if you could make anything from Legends into canon, what would it be? Ooh. Or vice versa, if you could make anything um, from canon into Legends, what would it be? So That was it? That was... Yeah, dude. I kind of already know mine, but... Jared, again, thank you. Jared, it, that's dope. It, it means, it really does mean the world to us. Um... Do you do you want to go ahead, Drew, and answer that really quickly? I have mine, my thing too already. So okay, so mine would be the entire book of uh, okay. Now I'm spacing his name. Plagueis. Oh my gosh, Plagueis. Thank you. Oh Jeremiah. yeah, that's yes. a good one. The Plagueis book to me, I feel like should be canon. Yeah, and um, it, in my heart, it is canon. So. I mean, here's the thing. They haven't filled that gap in yet. They haven't said so, it is. Well, I mean, they said it isn't because it's Legends. But. Yeah, but they haven't filled that gap of time in in the Star Wars like canon timeline. So yeah. for me, until they do, it's canon. Ooh, that's good Cause thought. Because it, it's incredible. It. I, I love that book. It was my people, first Star Wars book. I think it was mine too, actually. Oh, how cute. It was either that or Tarkin, but I'm pretty sure it was Plagueis. Um. Here's the thing. If people can say Jar Jar Binks is technically still alive because he doesn't have a canon death, well, this is this hasn't been corrected yet. So it's true. He could still be the Sith Lord that we uh, I'm not going that far. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> uh, I would like to make the entire sequel trilogy legends, and I would like to bring in if we're doing like a trade thing, I want to bring in Revan's story. Well, since I don't know anything about Legends, I can't really swap one of those in. But I would say 
make episodes eight and nine legends and then <laughs> make eight new and, eight uh, and nine. Actually, can I go back yeah. and tr- can I trade seven, eight, nine for the Thrawn trilogy? I thought that's what you're. Yeah, but we're say. we're basically we going to be getting that stuff with the Soldier series. Have, and, yeah, we're, ooh, that's an, that's another episode. All of that stuff is going to get. We're already with having <laughs> Thrawn. Thrawn is here to stay, you yeah. guys. I don't think they're getting rid of Thrawn anytime soon. So I wouldn't say that, but I I would definitely prefer seven, eight, nine not to. Just yeah, just I like big. seven. You guys know that. So I'm I like seven with, too. I'm fine with keeping out seven, of those three. Just, just redo eight and nine, and then we'd be fine. Actually, I like nine more than seven, but gosh, eight anyway. for sure just needs to go somewhere. I wonder. You guys I wonder if Jared knew that he was going to completely derail us with that. I or... literally <laughs> thought you were going to say, "Let's save this for another episode," <laughs> but I. Too late now. Hey, Dang. Well, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It it's really fine. It really doesn't matter at this Anyways, point. We're just every, going everyone it, so. collectively is rolling their eyes at us right now. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll get back on track. Um. So again, uh, <laughs> David and Jared, I'm sorry. I got a notification that uh, Tanner had posted something in the meme channel on our Discord. So oh. Drew. Uh, I think we might have something to look forward to already. Um, All right. But uh, yes, to uh, to David and Jared, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, for those of you that, that want to support us and you can't financially, just you being here is enough. It means the world to us. Uh, because like Jared said, we're a small community, so the people that are here and are involved, uh, are are they mean the world to us. You mean the world to us, so... All right, let's go ahead and dive in. Um, so, uh, but I do want to say real quick though, if yes. we do love voicemails, that is one thing that we're yes. not going to say. Don't give to us. We want yeah, them. You can, give We've us a voicemail a, for free. Two weeks worth of voicemails, and I want to keep this going. This can could we go be for free? A weekly th- yep. We're gonna Who's get next? like thirty for next we're week, gonna- Dennis, because you just challenged. Good. <laughs> because, That's fine. So here's the thing. I if we get if we get thirty if we get any more than ten, I will play. We can have a voicemail of, episode. I will have. I will play at least two of them per episode oh. until we run out. I was gonna say I'll we can have a, literally a voicemail episode, a fan made episode. Well, 100%. we've got some episodes in the works for our fans, anyways. But that's we're not true. Gonna... But speaking of last week's voicemail, real quick. I am halfway through the Ahsoka novel already, so Jeremiah, you might want to. Oh, that's good. Step it up, uh, or just so, get the audio. Just get the so audio. Lucy, it, your girl did. Your girl did read it. My girl. <laughs> I don't know if on. I like that, but we I understand. Lucy, you still haven't joined Discord, so get on there. Uh, that's that's what you're waiting for. Yep. Okay, so Lucy, it's okay. up to you. Well, if you're listening, you have to join Discord in order for Jeremiah to read the Ahsoka book. That's all it takes, apparently. <laughs> but anyways, back to the episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So uh, like I mentioned, I- I've got some fun facts. So I wanted this to kind of be like an introduction for people who had never seen it uh, or weren't alive. Because, I mean, the- it's kind of crazy to think this way. But there are we have listeners that were not alive, pr- potentially not alive when this was actually airing. Like, that's 
That is really interesting. That's really crazy. It's almost as crazy as how we didn't fly over yet. Yeah, well, the problem with that... Te- <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs> still lingering. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never yeah. Mind. Yeah, you, so you can anyways. do the sound with your, your, your voice, Andrew. Do a tie. We're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I'll do for everyone. If you really want the TIE Fighter, I will put it in right here. But in for post. A, a, I was gonna say, in for a viewer. Yeah, view. so it'll be it'll be right there. I just have to remember that I did that when I'm editing. <laughs> right now. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, um, I wanted to make this kind of a brief introduction to get people acquainted with the episodes uh, of this Clone Wars series. Give a little bit of brief history, and then we will do a quick walkthrough. Uh, so both of you watched it, correct? Hundred percent. Yes, just the Sick. first volume. Watched it live. That's okay. That's 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 good. That's good, Jeremiah. All right. So we're all on the same page. Let's go through some quick history. Um, so this series, uh, like many animated TV shows of the last few decades, uh, was actually commissioned by Hasbro to sell toys between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Fun fact. I'd love to say that it was like George Lucas and Dave Filoni or someone at Cartoon Network, Gindy Tartakovsky, you know, coming together and be like, we love Star Wars. Let's create. I did not know that this was Hasbro's thing. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't Hasbro. It was commissioned by Hasbro. So Hasbro came uh, to Cartoon Network who had previously been doing a Transformer show for them and they said hey mm. we want to sell toys Revenge of the Sith is coming out you know at the time like it was a big gotcha. you know it's like the big movie of the prequels like the turn of Anakin to Darth Vader and like the end of the war like all these epic things are happening so we want to want to raise the hype um fun fact like I'd say a vast majority like 80% of all of like the classic cartoons like Transformers from the 80s 70s, 80s, and 90s were all because of selling toys. They weren't actually TV shows for first. TV. So, show. yeah, that's cool. But uh, yeah, so um, commissioned by Hasbro, um, Cartoon Network was like, "Cool, let's make this a thing." We need to find somebody to run the show, uh, and Gindy Tartakovsky. So you might know that name, you might not. He's behind like. Every major Cartoon Network cartoon from the 90s and the early 2000s. He did Samurai Jack. Um, I'm like 99% sure he did Powerpuff Girls. Like all of these super popular shows. His stamp, if you go back and look, his his name is on almost all of them. Johnny Bravo. Um, Probably. I'm, yeah, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, please, please correct me if I'm wrong somewhere in the YouTube comments or whatever, but... Um, he had just recently or was in the process of finishing Samurai Jack, which is one of my all-time favorite cartoons ever. Uh, and Cartoon Network was like, hey, you do a really good job. Let's get you involved. So he said, yep, but there's one catch. And they said, okay, what is it? And he says, right now, the pitch you gave to me, the episodes are slated for one minute. So originally, these episodes were going to be one minute long. So it was literally enough to like generate hype for kids 
to go buy toys. It was and just commercial. Like, it's yeah, it was basically a commercial. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, okay, hey, I'll do it if you let me expand the time length of these episodes to th- between three and five minutes. I was going to say, they, like watching it today, I just thought of Samurai Jack the entire time. Oh, the animation style is very... I didn't realize very... that they're together, but it's like the same. Like the way they fight is very similar. Yeah. Dude, the drawings are very similar. There's a whole brand of Cartoon Network cartoons from that era that all have that distinct style from him on them it's it's crazy um so he was like i want to make them a little bit longer cartoon network said they're fine you can do what you want to do that's fine um so the goal of the show once they got into the process of making it obviously was to connect episodes two and three um which is what the Clone Wars animated, like computer animated show later did. Um, fun fact, the Clone Wars animated show was actually a child of the popularity of these three runs of this original cartoon. So these things were so popular. Cartoon Network was like, you know, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should actually do something with these. And that's why we have one of the reasons why we have the Clone Wars that we know to this day. Um, so, uh, supposed to, the, the goal was to close the gap between episodes two and three. Um, a few kind of fun facts before we get into some more of the history. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, it's the first time we see Grievous and Ventress and th- what, what then would have been Star Wars canon. Right. Um, as, as a child, it was the first time I had ever seen either of those characters for sure. Because well, I, I remember watching it live, and when yeah. Grievous came, oh yeah, and that final scene, yes, don't jump it, the gun. I just remember getting the like the chills of a lifetime, yeah. and I remember watching it with my older brother and talking to him like, "Who the heck is this person? Like, they're screwed." And like, well, yeah, and and it's funny because like there wasn't. Like there wasn't the same anticipation from fans to explain things then. And so like you just We weren't get... old enough to complain yet. Well, that's true. <laughs> but like even still, you know, like it wasn't the same where like now the second a new character is released, everybody's like, We need the backstory. We didn't know what they Social were doing in this period. Yeah. Social media. Right. You know, because like if you think about it, I was so this first aired in November. So it ran from November seventh, two thousand three to march 25th of 2005 so 2003 this is going to date me but i was nine (laughs) so all all i remember is seeing grievous and ventress and being like i don't know who these people are but they're really they're really cool (laughs) and so i guess if the goal was to sell toys it worked i mean i didn't end up getting the toys but i wanted the toys (laughs) so Anyways, so like I mentioned, it ran from 2003 to 2005. Uh, So the episodes were released simultaneously on television and online for the members of the Hyperspace Fan Club, which was a Star Wars fan club at the time. They were available the next day on CartoonNetwork.com and on StarWars.com for non-Hyperspace members. So it was kind of like your early days of like Patreon or whatever, where you're part of the fan club, you get it, you either watch it on TV or you get it early. And then you, everybody else got it the next day. Um, a photo comic adaptation of the entire series was released on May 21st, 2008. A few years later, 
uh, Dark Horse re-released a comic book series based on the artwork and atmosphere of the show, and in some cases had direct plot tie-ins. Um, so this is really interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm getting a lot of this from Wikipedia, by the way. Shout out to them. Uh, Clone Wars was the first online series to win an Emmy Award due to the fact that it was released on television and the internet simultaneously. Seasons Ooh. one and two that we're talking about tonight uh, won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program in 2004, and season three, which we're covering next week, won in 2005 for the same category. Uh, the background key designer, Justin Thompson, also won uh, in Outstanding Individual Achievement in Animation for his work on season three. Uh, it, it basically, they won a ton of awards for this. Um, because it, because of how well, like I said, I mean, it was received so well that the Clone Wars that we know now was kind of like a product of of the hype. Um, and speaking of that, uh, Drew, you mentioned you saw these live. Yeah, I remember TV. watching them on TV, and I think. If I remember correctly, um, I remember watching them not even live on television necessarily. Like, I remember someone from our church used to record Dragon oh, Ball Z for us. Bro, that we is, didn't have. That's a deep cut. Because so, we didn't have cable growing up. Was it on VHS? It was, it was on VHS. So they would yeah. record it. Like the full day's worth of who, who was this person that recorded? I don't remember who it was, but I yeah, love that you had church. like a bootleg Dragon Ball Z. And they used to. Ring. It's the same. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know who this person is, but they are the same person that gave us a Sega at the same time too. Bless, but, well, bless their souls. They're yeah, they seem they're, like they're awesome. They were pretty cool, but yeah, they used to give us these VHS and. My parents didn't even know we had them. We watched, used to watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> what? On VHS. And doesn't and your mom between, watch these live streams? Yeah, but I think my mom's in the chat right now. And um, and then oh we used. To, well, I guess I'll get grounded. My bad. <laughs> um, but then, but then, yeah, we also used to like they would. Want, I remember the first one, like showed up between a Dragon Ball Z episode that we were watching. Yeah. And then well, that, was, that was the thing they showed up at like the very end. Cause you remember TV shows, like they have that awkward, like six to nine minutes at the end of a show where like, it's just commercials and filler yeah. and stuff like that's yeah. where they aired. Yeah. And so I remember watching it and then I think towards the end of that, we actually had cable at one point and then we were able to watch it live. And then I, I think I have a DVD copy of it, and that's how I watched it. But I remember watching yeah. it before even the before I watched, I binge watched it somehow, and then I went and saw the Clone Wars the movie oh, in theaters, yeah. thinking that it was like tied in together, and it was not at all. No, well, I remember, I remember watching. Well, before I talk, Jeremiah, did you happen to see these no. live or? I've, up until I like watching I had it, I've only seen like screenshots of like thumbnails like on videos and like I've never you were definitely the age Jeremiah where you would watch it though you well I would have well I would have been in middle school and high school ninth grade high school when this Here's came the out thing. there's no shame in watching cartoons at that age I'm just saying it, it wasn't something on my 
my radar oh, at yeah. that point. So that's fair. Oh, you were you were was, studying to be a film compo- composer. <laughs> well, at and that playing, time I wanted to play Medal of Honor. Well, at that point I wanted to play Major League Baseball as a career. At yes, that, I remember at, that. At that time period. Wait, but, what? But I suck. Uh, that's, so don't, that's, that's for later. That's, that's for later. Yeah. There's not, not much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we all so I was going to say, I remember watching these as a kid and the hype was so real. Like, because at the time I re- I was, I really wanted to be a two dimensional artist, uh, two dimensional artist to, yeah, that made sense for some reason when it came out, it just didn't. Is that 2d artist? It doesn't matter. I wanted to be an illustrator. Yeah. And I was super. That's a lot better word. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I really wanted to be an illustrator. I was super, super big into uh, like anime and I love Samurai Jack and like the art style. And so like I would spend time like trying to recreate scenes from certain shows and, you know, hone my skills. So weren't you a samurai at this point too in your life? Maybe. Were you a black belt yet? No, I didn't get my black belt until I was sixteen. Oh, okay. So, I might have, I might have just started. It was around that time for sure. It definitely influenced you to start. Would you say? No, that was all anime. No, Jack, no I'm talking about not this show. I'm just Samurai Jack. Didn't help you. Oh all? yeah, no, no, no. That did. Yeah, okay. for sure. Like it fueled the whole samurai thing. But that's another story. <laughs> Um, but I remember like loving, I was really taken aback by the art style of the show. It, cause like, it's still to this day, like one of my favorite shows visually, just as a piece of art, I love the art style. Um, and I love the animation. So I remember like watching these shows, these episodes and like never feeling like I had enough because like we mentioned, they're three to five minutes long. So as a kid, I'm like, what do you mean? I got to wait until next Friday between these two shows to watch what happens next with, you know, Mace Windu on Dantooine or like Kit Fisto underwater, like, you know, so it was like, as a kid, it was gut wrenching, but well, I was going to say, if Jeremiah watched this live, he would hate it so much. Oh, he would hate it because you know, it's like in between like Powerpuff girls and Dragon Ball Z. So then Jeremiah's like, he's not going to watch Dragon Ball Z. So he's just like going to be angry that he might have to watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. But we all know he watches Powerpuff Girls still. Though, oh, so. for sure. Not still. I did, but <laughs> oh, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I I just remember they marketed the, the, these little mini episodes really well, and I remember thinking like, I don't know what that is, but I've got to watch it. All right, this is a random side note, but I was just yes. reminded about how remember Dexter's Lab. Yeah. Dexter's oh yeah. Lab. So I used to Gindy Tartakovsky. It was him too. Okay. So I used to watch that all the time. And my mom came in to the TV room when I was watching it once, and she thought it was South Park, and she started yelling at me. Wow! You can't be watching this show. This is a bad show. I'm like, Mom, this is different. This is. A... It was a, this is. I just remember that. Wow! Funny, funny moment. Anyway, yeah, that was that was a that was a interesting era, uh, for to to grow up in a sheltered home for sure. I I had similar experiences with other shows. Yeah. So. You had those experiences. I had someone smuggling, yeah, videos, tapes, recordings of it. It was a yeah, good life. Anyways, uh, so let's let's just let's dive in uh, to kind of a an overall discussion on the first part. Uh, so this first chunk that we're doing, 
Uh, we're calling it volume one, but it's actually the first two seasons of this, but because the, the, the first two seasons were so short, it ends up being an hour and nine minutes long, <laughs> which is really sad, but it's, it's, it's also really easy to watch all the way through in one sitting, you know, if you want to go watch it. Um, so there are a few main, there, there's kind of a main arc that centers around Obi-Wan and Anakin that is referred back to over and over again. And then there are what I guess we would call filler episodes, even though they were all amazing. Um, so the story starts out, uh, you hear Yoda, he's giving a brief, you know, introduction, you know, cl the Clone Wars have spread across the galaxy. Uh, you know, everything's, everybody's shooting at one another and things are, things are getting really bad. You know, it's like basically just explaining the situation because we really, after the end of Attack of the Clones, we don't really know what happens at this point in history. Like we just have that movie. Yoda flipped around a bunch. Anakin got his arm cut off. What's next? So it's like, hey, the Clone Wars are raging. The Separatists are uh, getting certain worlds over on their side. The Republic is defending certain worlds and fighting with them. Uh, and then Yoda makes a very specific point to say, basically, Anakin is becoming really powerful. And this is the Anakin, you know, he's still got the Padawan braid. He's got the gold hand. It's basically the same Anakin we see at the very end of Attack of the Clones when he's marrying Padme. So this quick question, though, just for clarification. Yes. Because I know I see, yes, he had his, his braid still in, but like when we see Anakin in the canon Clone Wars, yeah, he doesn't have a braid. So, correct. Was in canon is him fighting Dooku his like Jedi trial to become an actual? Because it seems so like from from Honestly, episode two, Attack of the Clones, to the first time we see him in Clone Wars, it wasn't that long yeah. of a time. So. Well, I mean, it was like, what, three years? Well, I'm saying that when we see him in the uh, oh, Clone, in the Clone Wars, Wars, he doesn't have his braid in. So he, he was in between the end of Attack of the Clones and the first time we see him in in the Clone Wars. The real Clone Wars. Oh, the like, canon Clone Wars. Yeah. He doesn't have his oh. braid. So was yeah, I don't, with Dooku, I don't know. His Jedi trial to become a Jedi I Knight. I feel like that's somewhere... In canon, I, I just don't know what. It's, it's either that or because he got married, she, she made him cut it off. Uh, I don't think that works like that. No. <laughs> um, but, anyway. but I will tell tangled. you, the interesting thing is that this non-canon show that we're talking about explains does explain that. Explain what? How he what? loses how he how he loses his braid and becomes knighted. You have to watch the next episode. Yeah, you have to oh. watch the next part. Okay, yeah. spoiler alert. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, it talks about how powerful he's becoming. Basically, uh, there is an attack on Munalist, the home of the Muns, the Moons, Munes, however you say it. Uh, it's the same race as Darth Plagueis. They're the banking clan, the guys with the really long heads. You've seen them before. Uh, there's a droid factory there. They're harboring the Trade Federation, and they they need to go shut everything down uh and so the chancellor it's a really funny moment he's like anakin should lead the the space assault and obi-wan's like obi-wan and yoda the all three of them or no it was just the two of them excuse me obi-wan and yoda and the chancellor are in his office and obi-wan and yoda are like ah 
it's not a good idea to have him lead. And Yoda's like, I mean, he has become a lot more powerful. And before, like, you can tell there's going to be a but. Like, but we probably shouldn't do it. The Chancellor's like, so it's decided then. He'll lead the, the space battle. And they both, Obi-Wan and Yoda, look at him and give him so much side eye. It's hilarious. Uh, so anyways, it's set up to where Obi-Wan is going to lead the ground assault. Anakin's going to lead the space battle, kind of like all the other episodes of Clone Wars that we have in canon. Um, and that's where we go. So they arrive in all of their uh, Republic cruisers. Anakin leads the whole Scar- Starfighter Squadron out to engage the uh, space forces that are around the planet. Obi-Wan takes a massive amount of gunships towards the planet's surface. Um, and this is the moment where we first, as at least as a kid for me, uh, see the ARC Troopers. This is a big deal because uh, for those of you watching on the Twitch stream, my background has the ARC Troopers in it. And they obviously stand out. Like they've got different gear. They've got cooler stuff. They've got color, you know, painted on them. Um, and Obi-Wan sends a group of ARC troopers on their own mission to go in, destroy this cannon that is preventing uh, their cruisers from landing. And then, you know, the goal is to provide a swift end to the conflict. Uh, so they break off. Obi-Wan leads the ground assault with the rest of the clones. They go head in and they start fighting droids. Um, and then the first kind of side arc is the story of these arc troopers getting to the cannon. It's super cool, uh, most notably because one, they're super BA and they barely talk. And then two, for me personally, there's no music. So there's like a lot of this orchestral, like Star Wars score stuff happening as they're entering and as, you know, the ground assault is starting and everything. But then at a certain point, the music stops and it's just like a few shots of the gunship flying by. So it's got, you know, that sound, um, that super iconic sound and it, there's nothing. And because that music drop drops out, all of a sudden it's this, I'm sure it was intentional, but this feeling of suspense almost where they're flying through this, this like deserted part of the city all the way around on the other side of the city. And then all of a sudden their gunship gets shot down. They have to fight through a bunch of droids um, and it's super cool because they're like doing hands signs and telling other clones what to do and where to go. There's no talking at all. They just know what they're doing. They're super BA like, and the action is quick too. It's not drawn out. So like it, it almost emphasizes the efficiency of the arc troopers because of how easily they're able to take out all of these droids very much unscathed. I might add <laughs> a lot of the clone troopers survive that battle. Um, as opposed to the Clone Wars where we, we see thousands and thousands of Clone Troopers die throughout that show. Um, so then they make it to the cannon. They blow it up. Um, there's a few really cool moments where, um, you know, the the uh, sergeant, the red arc trooper, has these dual pistols, and he's doing really cool shots with them. And um, the framing for this show... Uh, was really is really good like the shots even though it's 2d animation they're very dynamic feeling um especially because in the moment there's no music and all you're just hearing explosions and blaster fire and stuff like that it's it's really cool um so they get to the cannon they blow it up and then it cuts to another small side story and that is the uh little mon calamari arc so 
the Mon Cala and uh, the Quarren, we know for a very long time, have been at odds. And in, in, even in Star Wars canon, we're on opposite sides of the war. So basically, the setup for this is that the Quarren join the Trade Federation, and they're attacking the Mon Calamari with the Trade Federation, and the Mon Calamari don't have any help, so the Republic sends help. Um, and who do they send? None other than Kit Fisto. So I will tell you that... Because, so... You never asked me my thoughts on the show thus far. I figured we were just going to kind of sprinkle stuff in. So here's one giant sprinkle for you. Oh. Uh, Prepare for the big sprinkle. I repeat. I can't see. uh, The scene when Kit Fisto ripped off his robe and jumped into the water is probably the only part of the volume one that i enjoyed watching <laughs> oh oh wow because kit fisto he is like probably my he might be my favorite like minor jedi i guess you could say and okay i i've always liked he's cool so with him just being super rips off his robe like force twirls his lightsaber while he jumps and dives and catches it like and then he does this super awesome underwater like it was the only part that I enjoyed of the whole volume one. What? So you hold on. So you didn't enjoy the Ark Troopers? No. You didn't enjoy Anakin versus Ventress no. or Ventress in the arena? None of that? Not really. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait. So the Ark Troopers are like their version of the Bad Batch. And to me, I think they're better than the Bad Batch. Just saying. I well, thought I, the ARC troopers are cooler than the Bad Batch. Well, so far. I will tell you that <laughs> Tanner in the chat, all caps, who is this man? Because <laughs> I can't. I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, man, Tanner's heart is going to be broken and probably a few more people in the chat. Um, but like, it, it, the ARC troopers are even cooler to me because this is the same world that we had Republic Commandos, which, by the way, is coming back on Switch. And on PS4, I'm going to be buying it. That's not the point. What the point is, is that in the Republic Commando novels, like I mentioned in an episode a few weeks ago or last week or whatever, the ARC Troopers technically outranked the Commandos and were better trained than even the Commandos. And so it makes it even cooler to see them in this because they were in the same universe at the same time, technically. But Jeremiah's is like, ah, it's like the first half of the new hope. Yep. It's all trash to him. It was just, I just, I just didn't like the, the art style, the, the animation style. Like it was so late nineties, early two thousands. Like it was just exactly. Well, yeah, how, it's not. And so yeah. like, it was just so over the top and like, 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 I think everything was exaggerated. Like, it was almost like a kid thought up like what he was picturing Star Wars could be and like told a guy. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, I was nine when I saw this. Like, that's exactly what it was. It's more nostalgia than anything, I think. It's just, and I didn't like you were like praising like the sound design of like no music and like no talking yeah. <laughs> and like you were you didn't. Oh, like that. I didn't like it at all. Okay, like you're breaking if we're gonna my heart say because we don't like you're going, you're because, going to a, a place that I can't follow, Jeremiah. Because the thing is, like, when you can do no sound, you can do it really well. 
there are times in TV shows and movies where there's no music or very little sound and it's mm-hmm. done really well, but I didn't really like it here because like the sound effects were just super loud in comparison to the silence. Well, that's how war is. No, it, no, because if you're when we when we run through the woods here on Earth and there's no music playing, like it's not super loud. But in this show, like when they're running, it's like they're running on like pop cans, like it's super loud and like obvious. Like they, yeah, well, and like dang, that dude, one no, scene Drew, with the Drew, don't. Okay, well, I was just saying, don't do this to me. <laughs> the one scene with the the water is coming down, and you can hear it off the lightsaber like super intensely. Yeah. I, I get that, Jeremiah. But Wait, you didn't you didn't like that? No, I, I just understand why he's saying it's like intense, like super loud and unnecessary. I mean we hadn't points. we hadn't gotten there yet, but I, I that was like one of the coolest things. No, I thought it was cool, but when <sighs> I was watching I'm like, why is it so loud? Like But if we're saying things we don't like, Anakin alone is just so dumb. <laughs> Okay, I will, oh, I will. Oh, and about his we voice. Didn't, we, we glossed over the Every, part where I was the most awkward part of the whole thing was where when, he threw his robe. No, at the very <laughs> at the very beginning when Anakin is leaving and he's going up in his starfighter yeah. and, and Padme is looking out and like it's super awkward. Yeah. Okay. Look, you wait, like, does I, he I, wave? Like it's just uh, yeah. This no, is like episode two just, over he, again. Like no, he, he doesn't he, wave. But you got to think. Ten hand. minutes ago, they just got married. He he doesn't wave. He puts his metal hand up on. the on they the, literally uh, just cockpit. got married. This is, this... Okay, so I will look, is... hold on. Pause here before we get into the Mon Calamari thing. You're right. The stuff between Anakin and Obi or oh, <laughs> Anakin, and Anakin and Padme is really bad. It's really bad. In fact, even Anakin, Anakin is getting, bad. No, it's bad. Anakin is bad because even when they gave him that, oh, like when he said that, oh, I don't think my Obi Wan's like, I don't think my master or my Padawan is ready to be a. Uh, general or whatever his l- eyebrows are so dumb <laughs> like dude come on yeah i will tell <laughs> like, you the, there, there was one so part bad. where he he's walking up to his overly souped up jedi starfighter which i, I love but like it he's walking cool. up to when when they're when they're taking off to go to mutalist and he's tightening up the thing no no no. i was talking about oh. um when they're leaving coruscant he throws his rope <laughs> Yeah, and, and he hits. like he like spreads his arms out like he's some sort of a god waiting to be praised, and throws his robe, and it lands on C three PO's face. Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught that, but I was like, no, okay, no, that's no, kind of the, the biggest. That, yeah. That's kind of the I biggest. Think, as a jerk kid, move. I remember that scene as a kid, and for some reason, I thought it was because he didn't want C three PO to see him like embrace Padme. Oh no! But then I realized it didn't even have to stupid. do with it. It was just yeah. stupid. But I remember well, that as a kid. Well, Jeremiah, I'm I'm gonna say based on your feedback uh, of Anakin and Padme that there are gonna be a few moments, a few that I can think of in particular in Volume Two that you're probably gonna want to gouge your eyes out. No, uh, a lot of there, Anakin stuff in this. Yeah, I mean it's true, but I at just least... looked at a picture and I forgot about the whole tattoo stuff. But. Oh yeah, well that's next week. <laughs> Anyways, so I agree. Anakin, Anakin was very problematic, and he was—he's kind of an arrogant jerk in this, in some parts. Um, and then there are a few times where Obi Wan is like straight up, know your place. Like there are a few moments. Who's the where voice it, actor of Obi Wan? James Arnold Taylor, the same guy. I was gonna say. 
Yep, there are. That was one thing that I was going to hit I was on. There say, are, that one sounded good. Anakin's yeah. voice was horrible. Right. But. Well, th- there are there are a lot of differences in the voices. Most notably, the clones. Like Grievous has a normal voice, which they do. Oh, they do explain yeah. in Volume Two, but um, you know there are a few differences. But there are some voice actors and actresses in this that are the same for the now canon Clone Wars show, which was kind of cool. Um, so anyways, back to the walkthrough. Uh, Kit Fisto lands with a bunch of underwater troopers, which was really cool to see. A new variant at the time. They had like water jetpacks on their backs and breathing gear and stuff. And they go down and they help the Mon Calamari out. Um, and it's really cool because up until this point, we didn't we ha- we had nothing of Kit Fisto. We saw him in the Clone Wars or in Attack of the Clones. He does he does the Force push and he smiles and that's pretty <laughs> much it. Yeah, and it's kind of creepy. And but then in this, it's like they actually have him smile in the same way at one point, which is a fun callback to the movie. But like you see him underwater and he is killer. Yeah, like he is he's just destroying stuff left and right underwater his lightsaber works underwater which is super cool he does some really cool stuff with the force where he like makes a force bubble underwater and he throws it at this big cannon uh that they're using to shoot some of the republic ships on the surface of the water and it like blows these massive holes in it it's super cool like you can tell he's really powerful in the force he's a great fighter especially underwater and he's in his element um so they they end up helping the mon calamari uh repel those forces but it's a really cool scene and you have to, one thing that I want to keep reminding everyone is like, as we're talking about these scenes, they're literally three to five minutes long. <laughs> so right. again, that's just a, a reminder. These aren't, you know, full episodes. These are very quick. So as I'm going over them quickly, that's something to keep in mind. Um, but there's in every one of them, there's a lot of action that is very much worth your time. If you haven't seen them before going back and watching it. Um, okay. So then we have a continuation of the scene. It, it, cuts back to the attack on Munalist. Um, the the M- Muns, Munes, whatever you, however you pronounce that, uh, they're in their control room and they're, they look at this bounty hunter who is introduced as Dirge. And he's, they're like, I don't know why Count Dooku sent you if you're just going to stand here and do nothing. And he goes, he's like, he doesn't say anything, but he's like, all right, whatever. And he leaves and this is one of the, the parts. No, doesn't that he choke Jer- him? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Classic bounty hunter move. And he's like, okay, okay, you know, whatever. I take it back. Yeah. And then he leaves. And this is one of those things that I think Jeremiah probably thought was a little too over the top. I thought it was super cool. The drought. Jousting? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's like, it's like. As a, a little kid, it was dope. It was when dope. when I watched it today, so, I was like, this is stupid. So, so okay. okay. Uh, a quick question. Just a clarification. So, you said his name is Dirge? Dirge. Dirge. So, so did Dooku say his name? No, I think he was named either later or after the fact. Okay. Cause he, he, he's never, he's never like formally introduced in the show, but I know that they named him. Okay. For the show. So that being said, or the toy. Now that you say that. Yeah. Okay, that being said, for some reason I had to, when I was seeing his character, and because he was covered in armor, for some reason I was thinking, is this Grievous before he's come oh, to, yeah. is reduced to just a head and a heart? Yeah. So like I, I thought see that. So I thought when he was being like 
fought and like uh, he spoiler alert gets decimated later on in the thing and turns to goo yeah. and he kind of slithered yeah. away like yeah. some of his guts. I thought that was like the last remains of Grievous and they were going to recover him and I could see put that. that armor, but I guess yeah, not. He he's really he's a really cool character. It's hard to describe accurately, but he's in armor from head to toe. He's super buff. He has a jetpack and like a bunch of like Mandalorian esque attachments on his wrists of like he looks like know, a knight. Yeah, he does look like a knight. He has blaster pistols. Um very like Django Fett esque on steroids, kind of. Um, but his armor is very different. Um, definitely go look him up if you had the chance. Um, so he goes out and the thing, the part that we were talking about this over the top is he comes out on a speeder bike, the jousting pole and is followed by a fleet of IG series, assassin droids also with the jousting poles Mm -hmm. on speeder bikes. Uh, so sure. It's a little cheesy and over the top, but as a kid, I was like, I didn't question it. As a kid, I was no, like, as a kid, it was cool. I was and never like, was... there's probably a better way to fight this battle other than getting up close and personal with clones that have guns. But you know what? It was cool. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. And then also to see IG droids in a yeah. different view today was pretty refreshing. I totally, like, as a little kid, I didn't realize there were IG droids really necessarily. Yeah. Kind of yeah. reminds you of IG 11 in. Mandalorian. True. It actually, it actually does. on the yeah. speeder. Yeah. True. And I will tell you that, like, the droids and Dirge, when they're coming out, I'm looking at it right now, like, they they start, like, it is very evident that him riding out with these droids is a, a turning point in the battle, because they're losing. The Trade Federation is by losing lot. by a lot, and then they come out, and they start destroying clones, like, left and right. Like, they start mm-hmm. really doing some damage. Um... And the clones don't know what. <laughs> I remember there's one clone that lo- <laughs> he just goes, he looks and he goes, look, sir. That's it. That's all he says. And then it's like this epic shot of them riding over the horizon all in the straight line and they lower their jousting poles and they start destroying the cannons and the the turrets and everything. Anyways, they're causing a lot of problems, basically. That's what you need to remember. Um, and then the next uh, thing that it cuts to, the next scene, is this arena this underground arena in a cave and there's a bunch of different people in it fighting. Think of like a gladiator match with a bunch of different gladiators. Um, except we've got assassin droids, like, you know, cyborg species that have been modified to have weapons, uh, you know, aliens that know martial arts. So like all fighting in this big arena and you're like, what, what is happening? What is going on with this? And then you see, uh, Count Dooku, he arrives and he comes in and he's watching the fights. And then this is the first uh, uh, the first time we see Ventress. She, she enters with her lightsabers, at, which at that point were green and blue, and she starts wrecking people. Uh, and the, one of the things that I, I really like about this show is the the way that they conveyed the Force. They really, really made it like force users seem powerful. Like they're like th- doing really crazy stuff, throwing stuff, choking people, throwing lightsabers, like all that stuff. It's really cool. So she wrecks them, and then if we kind of going a little ahead of ourselves, so what was this whole thing? Like she was like in disguise or something. 
Oh, yeah. She like, she shows up. She shows up and Dooku senses her and he's like she's trying to she's trying to impress him. Impress him. But like yeah. we don't see the transition from her disguise to her in a black cloak. Right? No. No. But like Jeremiah it doesn't is, make sense. Like I was super confused. It's a confused. 5 minute episode. Oh yeah, but I was like does she have like a like a I don't know, I didn't I didn't get it. Or maybe Sorry. maybe she she pulled the guy out of the chair and she wasn't the guy at all. Maybe because she's an assassin, she just took care of him. I guess that would make more sense than what we were given, but I I don't know. <laughs> so you're right, Jeremiah. She does show up and she's trying to impress Dooku, and that's that's how she jumps down. She's like, okay, I'm gonna impress him. She jumps down. Uh, cause he, he taunts her. He's like, you can conceal yourself, you know, clearly the abilities of a trained spy or whatever. And she's like, fine, I'll prove myself. And she goes down and kills everyone in the arena. Um, and then she, uh, bows to, <laughs> bows to him. And, uh, at one point, Dooku levitates down from where he's watching like yeah. straight up like just floats down using the force because he's the real sith yeah and she's like the dark side is strong with me for i am sith and he chuckles <laughs> and he's like you know nothing of the sith and he hits her with force lightning and just knocks her out like he just destroys her just with that um, knocks her out kidnaps her he does kidnap her puts her in a bed that was more of a courtesy. That was a that was more of a courtesy. Yeah. Let's so he takes her that. back to their hideout. He gives her uh he he attacks her with the lightsabers. Uh with his lightsaber. She gets hers, her old ones. They they do a little bit of a duel. Um Which, he's, cl- he's by clearly viewing the old ones you can tell that she either killed a Jedi. Yep. Probably. Yeah. Um and then at the end of that he gives her these new lightsabers and come to find out Sidious was watching the whole time. And Sidious is like, eh, eh, eh. she'll do great as an assassin, you know, like that sort of a thing. It's very clear that Dooku is taking her at not as a Sith, but as an assassin. Um, and the first mention or her, her first mission that Sidious and Dooku give her at the end of this scene, after, you know, she passes the test, she gets her new red lightsabers. They're like, you need to go kill Anakin Skywalker. Just like straight out of the gate, like, hey, you just got here. You just woke up five minutes ago. Now you need to go kill Anakin Skywalker. And she's like, all right, cool. It'll be done. And she goes, she leaves to go kill Anakin Skywalker. So then it cuts back to one of my favorite moments in this show. Obi-Wan sees what's happening with Dirge and his assassin droids. They're wrecking him. And Obi-Wan's like, fine. Instead of using guns... What were you going to say, Drew? Well, I was going to say, Tanner said Dirge was supposed to be the first bounty hunter in the Clone Wars, but was replaced by Cat Bane. I would have really loved to see him. Because I think that was in that comic, that Dark Horse. Uh, yeah. Because I think Tanner says, I believe it was in the comic, like the comics. So maybe that, that's where that he they was got... named. Yeah. Yeah, Dirge or whatever. Yeah. Um. 
so I think it's funny that like Obi-Wan sees his force is getting wrecked and instead of like, oh, let's just use guns or the force or something, he's like, nope, me and like 200 clone troopers are going to mount up on our own speeder bikes mm-hmm. and we're going to get our own pikes mm-hmm. and we're just going to charge medieval style at these, mm-hmm. at these, these droids. Bring it back and, at old their- school. Yeah. Old school. Now, I will tell you as a kid, some notable things that I loved. One was that the speeder bikes that the clone troopers were riding, like Loki, the front of them, Loki looked like a clone trooper helmet. And then I also loved that Obi-Wan was wearing full clone trooper armor. Full. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. Full armor from head to toe. And he had his part of his Jedi robe around his chest. And obviously he had his cape on. So it's very clear who he was, but it was such a cool look. No, it looks I remember, sick. I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, oh, okay, so he's wearing armor now, and he's a mm. Jedi. That's super cool. So anyways, there's this epic scene where they're clashing. They're destroying one another. Like, the, the droids are being killed. Clones are being killed. Um, it's very evident, like, that the droid advance has been stopped, at the very least. And then we get this sick fight, but where Dirge and Obi-Wan kind of single each other out. Of course. And they they do the jousting thing. That doesn't work. Well, and, then and Obi-Wan's helmet gets thrown off. Thrown off. So now we've got helmetless Obi-Wan in the, the outfit he was wearing before, and it's even cooler. Mm-hmm. And then... It's uh, kind of like his normal clone yeah. outfit, honestly. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's super cool. They joust. It doesn't work. Uh, Obi-Wan's helmet flies off. And then there's this really, really cool fight scene where like Obi-Wan's using his lightsaber and he cuts Dirge's uh, speeder bikes. You missed that. He, he did like a, an Olympic Olympian gymnast, like flip off his bike and then like did like all these like tumbling in the air and then like landed perfectly. And everyone gave him tens. Okay. I sent some hostility here, Jeremiah. Yeah, There's a little, and okay, so it's super cool because like Durge <laughs> tries to use his speeder bike against him, and, and Obi Wan cuts the bike into pieces and then stabs Durge through the chest. And then Durge laughs. He's like, "Nope." And then Obi Wan's lightsaber is stuck in Durge mm-hmm. this whole time. And then they they're fighting, and Obi Wan's using the Force. Like Durge starts using stuff like a flamethrower and some poison darts or whatever. And Obi Wan's using the Force to like deflect stuff and crush the little weapons and stuff. Um, anyways, in this really, really epic last move, he cuts, I want to, I want to watch it to make sure his I got arm it right, and then cuts his torso. Yeah. In this like one final super cool attack, he cuts his arm and his torso and he has his hand, his non-dominant hand up by his face across his face because of the way he just finished the cut. And it just so happens that that's where the comm link is that he's talking to the clone commander with. So it just shows up right in front of his face, and I'm like, that is the most B.A. but cheesy thing I've ever seen. Uh, anyways, um, so the, the rest of this scene is Obi-Wan goes in with the clones to attack the, the base of operations. They go in, the clones get in, just when they think they've won completely. Dirge comes back, but he's like Plato Spaghetti. That's like the only way I know how to describe it. Very like 
sinewy and like muscular looking, but it's like all pink and purple and stuff. Anyways, he comes back as this big monster, starts wrecking people. Obi-Wan and him fight for a little bit. He ends up ingesting Obi-Wan inside of himself. And just when you think he's going to kill everybody, Obi-Wan uses the force and just explodes him from the pops inside him. out. Just pops him like a bubble. It's like men in black. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, like we mentioned previously, the last thing you see, which I'm kind of sad they never did anything with, but I'm guessing they were planning to and just never got to. Dirge uh, kind of slithers away. Some oh, of so his pieces. Not even in volume two, they don't bring them back? No. No. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry to spoil that. Yeah. Whoops. Dirge Anyways. Is gone. Uh, so anyways, we cut back to the space battle. Anakin's wrecking the enemy fighters. Um, and we see for the first time, like he really is a phenomenal pilot. Like he is doing some crazy cool stuff. Uh, it's it's kind of like the scene in The Force Awakens where Poe, when we first see Poe fly next wing and he like takes out like yeah. 10 TIE fighters in one shot. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. the same vibe. Um, and he's doing some really cool stuff. And then all of a sudden Ventress shows up. And of course, as hot-headed as Anakin is, he starts seeing his clones get killed, and he starts sensing that this pilot might be his equal. And he gets really mad, so he starts chasing the pilot. They end up flying around space for a little bit, and then they end up actually down on the planet's surface, flying through the city right where Obi-Wan is. And Obi-Wan is like, dude, Anakin, what the heck are you doing? And, he, and Anakin's like, no, I sense, the force. I sense the force in him, Master. I need to get him. That's literally blah, 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 blah. what he sounds like. Like, I uh, need to do this. And, and Obi-Wan's like, Anakin, if you don't freaking disengage, like, I'm going to come up there and get you myself. Like, he he's very clearly pissed. And Anakin's like, oh, no, I think the... <laughs> he goes, oh, no, I think the comm's cutting out, Master. But he says it so casually. He's like, oh, no, I think the signal's being cut, Master. And he just turns off his comm. And then goes into hyperspace after Ventress. So stupid. What a jerk, right? And Obi-Wan looks at uh, his the sergeant. He's like, you freaking take, take a group right now. Do you have the coordinates? Good. Go take a group, follow him, make sure that he's safe, essentially. Um, so then the next little side story is incredibly cool. And it is Mace Windu, pretty much by himself, fighting on Dantooine against a bunch of droids. Uh, so this is the first time that I can remember that I ever saw Mace Windu do anything. True. But boy, was it worth it. Because what happens in this scene, he's fighting with a bunch of clones. Uh, they're, he is, like, they they went out of their way to to make sure that he did some of the most skilled stuff you've ever seen a Jedi do in this, this whole scene, like his lightsaber technique, the way he jumps, the way he uses the force. Like it's all like next level, just under Yoda level. Like he's an incredible fighter. And at one point, I don't understand the point of this, but the trade Federation, the separatists bring out this weapon that is essentially a big hammer, like the size of a major city. And it just hits the ground and creates a crater. And then the shock waves, anybody that wasn't, atomized by the hammer itself gets blown back because of the shockwave. So you see Mace Windu, he does a really good job of like the first, maybe the second time, like 
navigating the shockwave over the ground and making sure, you know, he doesn't lose his footing and stuff like that. Uh, but he ends up losing his lightsaber in one of the gusts and surrounded by hundreds of super battle droids. And you're like, okay, he doesn't have his lightsaber. What is he going to do? And then he starts doing Jedi martial arts. I don't know if it's Taras Kasi or what, what their martial arts style is, but it's really cool because he's like amplifying his speed and his power with the force. It's very clear. And he's like punching holes in super battle droids. At one point he like just waves his hand and like 50 of them just fly backwards. There's one point where he uses the force to take all of the nuts and bolts out of one so that it just falls apart. And then he takes those and uses them as basically bullets to like disintegrate Strap. a few other ones. Dude, it's so cool. Like I know Jeremiah's sitting there and he's like, it was stupid. It was over the top. But like the, as what kid, ruined it was the stupid hammer thing. Like that, oh yeah. Oh that, that ruined like, the whole thing for me. Like the sand I, crawler I, that loading with a hammer. Yeah, I guess no, it looked like was, a big sand crawler. It was just like it, it was, was very it, it was interesting how he always had to deal with the shock waves. But it was just like it was just stupid. And then like oh like who I would consider the the broom kid of the of no, the series no, don't. is standing don't. on the hill. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. I, I could totally see that. Anyways, so he he does this epic epic hand-to-hand combat scene. Finally gets his lightsaber back in the middle of flying through one of the shockwaves again. Starts wrecking droids left and right. Ends up getting uh <laughs> Oh no, Tanner says I'm leaving. I can't. <laughs> <clears throat> You're breaking his heart too. So uh, he gets his lightsaber back. He gets in. He breaches the armor of this thing, goes inside and destroys it, and ends up jumping way too far, honestly, to a hilltop where there's this little kid. He's been watching the whole battle, and the kid gives him water, and Mace smiles at him and takes it, drinks it, and then he jumps back into the battle, and that's where it ends. So. Sure, it's a little cheesy, but would you, would I say he's the broom kid? No. Here's the thing. He's a water boy. Everyone hates the broom kid, and I think it's unfair <laughs> that people hate him so much. So I'm going to be unfair and hate this little kid because it makes no, him a that's... water boy of the <sighs> galaxy. Wait, but why do you hate him? Water suck. Um... Huh? Why do you hate him? Because this this I just didn't like it. Okay. Well, that's great. It, 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 he seemed like he wasn't from the Star Wars universe. He seemed like he was this a kid from Ohio transported to this what the hilltop heck? and was watching. Yeah, he would this. have at least been from Iowa. I was gonna say Iowa, definitely not Ohio. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, or right. Wisconsin. Nah, he did look kind of southern. It doesn't matter. Anyways. <laughs> That's fine. We're, we'll move on. Uh, yeah, before we well, lose more fans, let's keep yeah, going. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I think it might be time to take a quick break. Just take a moment to breathe. Uh, heal our hurt hearts and uh, listen to a quick word from our sponsor. What do you guys think? Sure. Yeah, let's go. I says sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take a listen, everyone. Hey, everyone. Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. 
The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. And if you didn't know, we do have a special blend uh, in collaboration with Wesley Andrews called The Rule of Two. Um, and if you want to get a bag of The Rule of Two, it is, it is a special blend, but it's really good. Uh, you will need to let us know in a direct message of some sort or on the Discord uh, so that we can get seven people together, do a roast uh, a, a roast a batch of, of the beans, and then send them out all at one time so that you can have the freshest coffee experience possible. So again, direct message us or let us know on Discord, uh, and we will get that process started for you. Okay, I think I've cooled down a little bit. I guess the question did Tanner t- cool down? Is he still there, Tanner? You still yeah, there? he he got mad at me for saying Wisconsin. Yeah, so. you said Wisconsin, and I was like, oh no. I kind of said it just because I saw that. Adding was- insult to injury. Wait, he's from Wisconsin. Yeah. Yes. Don't. <laughs> Jeremiah. All right, we're gonna move on. So the next little <laughs> side arc is takes place on Ilum. Uh, we have Luminara and Barris. Actually, I did and... like this little story a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you you did. Well, the thing is, I I've always liked Luminara and and Barris. You like Barris, and you huh? like you and, like Ilum, and I like Ilum. So I guess this was so, pretty cool. So but... you like Barris before she, this is before she's bad, dude. Yeah, but still, a good version of her. Okay. Well, the thing is, she's kind of like the mirror of Ahsoka, like. She had the same struggles that Ahsoka had, but like... She did not do the right thing. She did not do the right thing, and Ahsoka did do the right thing. That's but. fair. So, Barris is making her lightsaber in this scene, and Luminar is like, the, the heart is the soul of the Jedi. The Jedi is the soul of the Force. The crystal is yeah, the soul. Yeah, it's like this, this weird nice. thing, and I was like, even as an adult, that's kind of a stretch, but whatever. And so she makes her lightsaber, and then they sense that something is is going wrong, like there are trespassers. So I have a question, though, because yes. she says something, Luminar says something like, your training is complete. And implying that she's never trained with a lightsaber before, but then she's, like, proficient with it. What? No. Well, she creates, she makes her, she gets her kyber crystal yeah. and yeah. creates her saber. Yeah. But like she said, her, her training is complete. Like, is that referring to what specifically? And if this is the first time she's had a lightsaber. Well, it's not that it's not the first time she's had a lightsaber because they train, they still train with lightsabers at the temple. It's the but first also, time she's had it. I think she was referring to her like training the, on creating a lightsaber. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't think it was literal. Like, hey, you're like a Jedi. Also, Jeremiah, it's not canon, so why it doesn't matter. (laughs) You're right. It doesn't matter. So I can trash this all I want. Uh, (laughs) You did that. True. Thank you. I didn't say that. I'm just saying (laughs) there's no point in nitpicking certain things because it's not canon. Just how, like, what's her name? Like was found or whatever. Palpatine wanted her and showed Dooku who she was. Like huh? that whole, that whole like Dooku and Ventress thing was not real. Like you know what I mean. No. Like I'm not gonna nitpicky right. that. It's, okay. It's, well, enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> so they're like, "Hey, we sent something," and before someone says, "But Jedi can't sense droids." How are they able to sense the droids that the the Separatists sent to plant mines in the caves of Ilum and blow them up? Well, I would like to say that it's because Ilum was very strong on the light side of the Force. Their abilities were amplified while they were inside the cave, and they could feel a shift in the atmosphere, even though it wasn't the droids specifically. Wait, so Jedi can't nope. sense droids? No, because they're not living. They're they're not that's, that's living. That's not true. Yeah, it is. When did we hear that? In canon. I never remember it's, hearing that. Isn't sensing like when they know like it's behind, they're behind them? Okay, they're so precognition and being able to sense droids are two different things. Like, but I mean, so, maybe they don't be able to sense droids, but they're probably able to sense like electricity. Or like well, they thing. can't they they can't sense droids because droids aren't living. And what I'm talking about is like, so you know how a force user can sense another living thing, yeah. like in another yeah, room like an or something, or, right? Yeah, yeah, in another room, they they wouldn't be able to say, "Oh, C-3PO is in the room next to me. I can sense him because he doesn't he doesn't have a, a place in the living force." Is that why in Episode Two when they're guarding Padme they couldn't sense that droid in there the only right. reason why they sensed it was as yes. soon as the bugs came out the of bugs, it yeah and that's when they realized yeah. that something was happening now precognition so we all know that force users have the ability to see little bits into the future while they're fighting and they're able to anticipate moves extremely well because of that like that's in can <clears throat> excuse me that's in canon novels where it talks about Jedi being able to to see things as as they're or before they happen, and that's why they have such good reflexes. Sure, they're skilled, but at the same time, they're able to get a sense or a feel for what's going to happen ahead of time. So, if a droid's going to be attacking them, sure, they can sense that. Or if they're a droid's shooting at them, they'll be able to sense the path of the blaster bolt, but not the the droid as a creature. Hmm. I've never really thought of it. <laughs> thought of I will like tell that. you that it's it's not canon, but in the Republic Commando novel, uh, there's a Jedi named Etain. Or Etain. Yeah. Uh, and they have a conversation <laughs> specifically about how she can't sense droids and the commando. Because the, the Republic Commando she's with, she's like, he's like, do your Jedi thing. Can't you, can't you like sense <laughs> the droids? And she's like, actually, no. That's not how do the, the hand works. thing. Yeah, it's like the one thing I can't sense. Uh, so yeah. Hmm. Anyways, that's also not a canon thing. But anyways, keep going. Anyways, so they go fight the the, the droids are planting mines. They fight some of them. 
some of the mines still are there. They explode. And a bunch of rubble and crystals and stuff fall on them. And they use the force to create a barrier around them so that they don't get crushed by the stone. And now they're trapped. So then from here, it cuts to uh, Padme Amidala. She's on her ship. She's traveling with her her captain with C-3PO and R2-D2 uh, and Yoda. I don't know why he's on her ship. I think the, they were doing... Is that the same ship from episode one? Yes. It's supposed to be, or is it just... It's very similar. Okay. Because that wouldn't make... Doesn't blow up in episode three. Two. That's a different ship. That's episode two. Oh. But... Yeah, it's and it's ship. a different ship. Yeah. Um, I think it's the one... I think it might be the ship from... I don't know. It's probably the one from episode one. I mean, like the room, the room looks the same. Um, but they're all there. Fun fact about C-3PO, uh, Gindy Tartakovsky animated C-3PO to be, in R2-D2, to be similar to the style that they were in the droids cartoon. Yeah. So that's a, just a fun fact. So they're there. Padme's in her ship. Yoda's like something's happening on Ilum. We got to go. And her captain's like, no, you can't don't put her in danger. And Yoda uses a Jedi mind trick on him to convince him to go. And she thinks it's kind of funny. So she's like, yeah, we'll go. We'll check it out. So they land Yoda's leaving out into the snow. And she's like, no, I'm going to go with you. And he's like, no, you're not going. And she's like, no, I'm for real going to go with you. He's like, no, stop. You're not. This is a Jedi thing. You don't need to be involved. Stop. So you're just my ride. Yeah, she stays with the droids. Keep keep the engine running if I have to make a yeah, quick yeah. exit. Uh, she stays with the droids, and he goes out into the snow, and there's a really cool moment where he does have a precog- precognition-type experience where he is able to sense before one fires on him. He destroys a few of the droids. Uh, it's really cool because, of course, it's Yoda. Like He's super fast. He's super powerful. He jumps on the back of one and uses it as bait so the other like one or two shoot at that droid that he's on and destroys it like it's it's a bunch of fun lightsaber combat uh and then he is able to go in and save luminara and barris uh while this is happening while he's gone uh padme and r2 and c3po have their own run in with these droids and by the way i forgot to mention they're cloaked uh so they are invisible which is why um I, I mentioned the precognition type deal with Yoda because he didn't just see it because they were cloaked. Mm-hmm. He sensed it. Um, so, sorry, I heard a noise in the background. Uh, I want to make sure everything is okay. Uh, so R2 picks some of the droids up on his scanners and that's how Padme is able to engage these droids. She actually uses C-3PO as bait uh, by throwing her cape out into the snow and making him go pick it up for her. So that's kind of lame. <laughs> but anyways, so she has her own run in with the droids. They destroy the droids. And then Yoda comes back with Barris and Luminara. But she almost and, blew up C-3PO. Like, yeah, she did. Like, I mean, she she threw a grenade out. It was like right det- there. It, it detonated like right at his feet. So, But also, like, we've seen C-3PO get destroyed and put back together, so. What what if his like like outer yeah. shell is actually Beskar and we don't know it yet? Maybe that's why he didn't die in that moment because he has a Beskar 
Well, to be fair, this isn't canon, so it wouldn't matter. True. Once again, nitpicking things that doesn't matter. Well, okay. no, I'm just. <laughs> but except for his, just, except for I'm his saying, one leg no, and his no, that I'm one saying, leg that was different and color. One arm and his one arm. And those ones are best card, but the rest are. You can't pick and just, choose. Just kind of like, be this... like Mando, he had to piece oh every, his gosh. armor together piece by piece. True. So gold best card. Do you by think the way, it's worth they... more? Probably. The, it, it would <laughs> it would just be painted. Best card doesn't come in gold. That we, we know, know that. of. Right. So we're not going to assume... Almec had <laughs> yellow oh armor gosh. in Clone Wars when he, in, when he yeah, fights Bo-Katan in the throne room. True. It could have been plated. Plated Beskar? It, it's called being having gilded armor. I feel like if Jeremiah play, likes if you play, the conversation. I, I, I think... In the whole if you I played think, RuneScape, you would know about gilded armor. I There's a deep cut. Don't. I... I'm calling it right here, right now. C3PO has best car shell on his his okay. his self. So, all right, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, so then it cuts back <laughs> to Anakin, uh, to Anakin, and he tracks Ventress, and then there's this whole scene I happen to like a great deal, where the the clones land. And he's like, Obi-Wan sent you? He's like, yes, sir. <laughs> he's like, okay, well, make yourself useful. Go, you guys, you're coming with me. We're going to look for this person. The, the other two or three clones, stay with the ship. Make sure everything's fine. So uh, one by one, all the clones get destroyed. <laughs> and there's moments where like they get, they, they're being destroyed by through the force by Ventress. She's hiding in the trees. Uh, it's on Yavin 4, by the way. Plot twist. Um, and they're in the hey, forest yo. on Yavin and she's like wrecking these clones, like slamming them together, like ramming them against trees. There's one point, like one gets thrown and is like spinning like a rag doll. I'm pretty sure it's a nice trick. Like she is, she is, it is a good trick. Thank you. <laughs> it's always a good trick, Jeremiah. Uh, and Anakin the whole time is like, Something is definitely going on. This is not good. He goes back towards his uh, ship, and she blows up his ship. He goes, last thing you see is R4, and then R4 looks at him and beeps beeps once, and then just, R4's gone. Uh, and so then they finally engage each other. Uh, I will say this. This is a very epic lightsaber duel. If I do say so myself. It's the longest one of this whole miniseries. Um, and you can tell that he and Ventress are very evenly matched at this point. Like, yeah, which I don't really like, but... Yeah. It, and you, but the, I guess it serves its point because he, you can tell he's getting angry, more angry, because well, he can't he beat her. Well, he said that. He said, oh, you've gone too far or something when R4 yeah. broke. Like, yeah, it was too far because of R4. But. Yeah, so it this this fight is very, very, very much worth watching if you have a chance to. Um, they end up fighting, and they end up at the top of a temple um, on Yavin, and it's 
it's very much foreshadowing because the 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 moon, one of the other the other Yavin moon that's orange is very close in the atmosphere. It's looming overhead. Everything's bathed in red light. There's a lot of shadow casted over Anakin. And he finally gains the upper hand on Ventress. Uh, he gr- ends up grabbing her arm with his metallic hand and like almost crushes her wrist and she drops her lightsaber. Um, he ends up picking up the lightsaber with the force and grabbing it. And then he like blindly with rage attacks her with her own red lightsaber overpowers her and hits her so many times he just uh think luke in return of the jedi where he's like just wailing on vader in his anger anakin does that so hard that the ledge that they're on underneath them breaks and there's a moment right before it breaks where he's hitting her lightsaber and you see the flash of the lightsaber and then it goes dark And you see uh, in different blues and greens, the outlines, the silhouettes of like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Yoda. And so there's this very intentional, like, oh no, like Anakin is, is going to the dark side. He's, he's, he's taking another step in that direction. And you have this juxtaposition of all of these Jedi masters that have been trying to train him and steer him in the right direction um, and then she falls into an abyss and it's presumed that she's dead. And then Anakin is standing there bathed in red light with her red lightsaber. And he just yells like, like super loud into the, into the night sky. And that's, excuse me, that's how the, the light, the lightsaber duel ends. And he's just there by himself. And he by his own rage. Yeah. He throws, he throws a lightsaber down into the hole. He doesn't keep it. Um, he Just takes like his her son ship, throws a lightsaber. That's true. In the future, uh, so he takes her ship back and connects with Obi Wan, um, and that is kind of the end of the Munalist arc. Um, and then, right before this first part ends, we have the introduction of General Grievous. So. There are four Jedi, four Jedi, two Jedi Masters, Kiati Mundi and Shakti. There's one Jedi that was intentionally drawn to look like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. I don't know if you thought that, but it's a thing. And then there was another one that is, uh, I do not know his species off the top of my head. I don't know. Uh, oh, the tall. Not is it tall? The tall. I have no From idea. From Pantora, have... the, it's the it's the guys with the multiple eyes that the Pantorans are racist against in that at one little arc in Clone Wars on the moon, the snow moon. Mm. Anyways, I don't know. I think no, you are talking about the? Because I'm watching it right now. The guy was wasn't like, there. Wasn't was there the, a the tall teeth, with him with the teeth that are sticking out? Or was it the teeth? Was it the tooth guy? I'm sorry, my memory's a little fuzzy. Oh no, the tall guy is in the neck. I'm sorry, you're right. He's got tusks. Yeah, but wherever this guy one... is, I don't even recognize his. Like, yeah, but he's a cool uh, design, though. Yeah. So they're they're in this the wreckage of. Oh, and Tanner put it in the chat. His name, his actual name, the one that looks like Shaggy. Yeah. Is Master Shah Shaggy. 
So it's S H A apostrophe A apostrophe G I. Not joking. Like this is a thing. Do you know uh, that, so that in the Clone Wars? Like I think in one of the earlier seasons, I forget who it was, but like one of the characters was named I'm a gonna die. Oh my gun! No, I'm a gun die. Is Master Gun die? Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. And he like dies, <laughs> and die. he was voiced by Dave Filoni. Oh, cool. fun fact. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, they're in the the wreckage of a down Republic cruiser, and they're they're all they all look super scared, and they're looking out, and they are completely surrounded by battle droids for what looks like miles. And then you have this epic scene where I'm pretty sure you hear Grievous talk, but they can't figure out where he's coming from. But then they start hearing his metallic foot uh, footsteps. But it's like this fear tactic where they're like, try- yeah, it's like this really ominous. There's no music. You just hear his feet and they're echoing all over the place and they can't figure out where, where he's coming from. And then... This poor guy. Oh gosh, it was all terrible. He gets wrecked. So I'm pretty sure it's Shaggy. Yeah. He run, He gets scared and just he's just like I can't I can't stay in here anymore. I'm gonna run out and he runs out and I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to find the scene so that I can. The, narrate the Scooby it. was there. One oh six twenty. One oh six twenty is when he runs out. There, oh yeah, he runs out. He screams and he runs out. And then Grievous lands on him. And he just and disappears. He, like He just disappears. <laughs> He's just gone. So then, then it starts to this epic duel where Grievous is, I, I would say, the most terrifying we will ever see him because, you know, he's not even bound by the limitations of, like, 3D animation. Like, he is wrecking these Jedis, like, standing on his hands, fighting with his feet. This is before like, the cough, right? Yes, there's no cough. He's standing up straight. There's no cough. Um, at this point, I don't think a lot of his backstory had actually been written. He has a normal voice. He just sounds like a normal, kind of a ominous-sounding bad guy with like a droid kind of vocoder-type effect on it. But he starts like killing these Jedi one by one. Um, he like severely injures uh, Shakti, which is no surprise because she dies like seven times in Star Wars canon or something like that. (laughs) Anyways, um, (laughs) but uh, he very much is a massive threat to these Jedi and they are losing very, very, very badly. Um, And then when all hope is lost, when when you think all hope is lost and they're all going to die, a gunship is seen flying in over the horizon and oh wait i'm sorry no did i just i can't remember where this one actually ends i think it cuts to yoda oh you're right sorry forget what i said about the gunship don't worry about that tanner's probably mad at me for saying that but don't worry about it Sorry, I got a little bit ahead of myself. I watched. I always watch these back to back, so the whole story kind of runs together for me. Um, but then you're right. All hope is lost, and then it cuts to Yoda, and he's looking out over Coruscant, dark black sky. There's lightning, and it, it just ends. That's it. That's it. So, anyways, hopefully my storytelling wasn't completely atrocious. No, it's pretty good. Uh, 
hopefully you get a good idea of what's going on and what's happening. Uh, but this this series is very okay from my opinion, from my point of view, is very good. From a certain point of view, <laughs> uh, from a certain point of view, uh, is very good, and uh, it's very worth, very much worth watching, especially because it's only an hour and nine minutes. Like you just sit down, you watch it, and you're done. Like it's shorter than most like Netflix shows now for the most part. Like if you've ever seen Sherlock, those episodes are like an hour and a half long. Great episodes, but this is way short. Yeah, there are a lot. There are a lot. So, uh, so Jeremiah, I just thought you should know. Uh, you know, I, I made the the comment about I think Tanner's going to hate me for what I just said, and he's like, actually, uh, I didn't hear what you said. I'm telling my best friend of 17 years who we met through Star Wars about how Jeremiah hates all things Star Wars. No, oh, just, trash, just trashes it all. <laughs> gosh. So, Unless anyways. it's the the new Clone Wars series, or Rebels, or, or Rebels, or most other Star most, Wars stuff, most Mandalorian. I don't like episode. the first half of A New Hope, and I don't like this non-canon show. That's it. Well, let's we'll, let's see let's see what you think about the Volume end. Two. Hopefully, because it seems like Volume Two they got a little bit more money, like. Well, to be okay, so here's here's a little foreshadowing and a little some some teaser facts about Volume Two. First of all, Volume Two, Season Three, because of the reception of the first two seasons, was given uh, 12 15 minute episodes. So we went from three to five minutes to 12 15 minute episodes, give or take. They they right. range, but it's so part, Volume Two is three is hours. All season three, three hours long. No. It's the same. Well, 12, like hour 15 so. minute episodes would be three hours. Well, they were they were definitely like 10 or 15 minutes. I don't know if they were all 15 minutes, but no, you're right. I don't think it was much longer. No, it was. They were longer episodes because I remember they were they were definitely. Well, we'll have to look that up because. Yeah, well, that's what I. That's a lot more I time read. I gotta set aside to. Oh, <laughs> dang! Sorry, man. <laughs> Just to force you. The show just keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, uh, volume two is an hour and one minute. I don't know how that works out because they were definitely they were definitely longer episodes. Oh, they might not be so maybe, twelve of them. It might just. I don't be. think there was twelve. There's no way there was twelve. Anyways. Uh, Tanner says, I kid, I just get offensive and sad because he dislikes all the thing, all things legends. And that's what I grew up on and used all of my childhood reading and all the stuff that is near and dear to my heart. Ha ha. <laughs> so anyways, uh, volume two, volume two is next week. Uh, we're going to be covering volume two and, uh, the last thing, keep in mind that the last thing that I, as a child saw from volume one was Grievous wreck a bunch of Jedi Masters and Padawans. Well, yeah, and, and honest, that was it. And that's that was like, that's what they leave you on. Yeah. As so, a kid, that was the first memory of the show that I ever got. Yeah. Was this scene. And then my brother found out that there's more episodes. And then we watched everything before that. 
on VHS bootleg bootleg recorded because there was always Dragon Ball Z marathons sometimes. And I got all the whole season of Dragon Ball Z on VHS. Which is funny because like three quarters of most of the season is Goku yelling and charging up like a spear. Oh yeah, and yeah, in hindsight, it's like (laughs) it's a little rough. Yeah. So, anyways, Volume Two is next week. In any of those episodes, huh? What? What? What'd you say? I said, was Vegeta scared at all? Any? No, we're not. No. Stop. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Jeremiah has a joke, and we're not going to allow him to say it. Maybe no. next week. Listen last week to last week's episode when I made the joke, and then yeah, it makes sense. So, anyways, uh, if if you have an hour or two hours, it, it's it's really fun to watch these back to back because it's a length of like a normal movie, but it's it's a completely alternate storyline to the Clone Wars that we know today. So it's kind of like a really cool like what if what if things had gone differently. Um, I think the Clone Wars television show definitely covers obviously way more time. Uh, in the Star Wars universe, for sure, like way more time yeah. is covered in Clone Wars. Like the, these these two volumes, you know, there's like this isn't a spoiler, but there's a little bit of Volume Two that covers Anakin as a Padawan, and then there's like a pretty significant time jump. So it's yeah. like a little bit of him early in the Clone Wars, and a little bit of him a little bit later in the Clone Wars, and that's kind of it. So, but it's still really interesting, really good. Uh, the animation style does change between the two. I don't like the animation style for. I'll say I don't like Anakin and uh, Obi Wan as much in Volume Two, but I like the clones more the way that they look in Volume Two. Is it the same artist or no? I think there were some subtle differences, but gotcha. Anyway, so Volume Two is next week. But like I said, again, if you have the time, definitely watch at least Volume Two, but preferably both of them. Uh, before we record next week so you can be in the know um maybe jeremiah will like next week better i don't th- i probably am, am gonna say i doubt it because of the way he reacted to this one yeah <laughs> and there's there's more bad anakin content and some awkward anakin padme moments in volume two that i don't think you're going to enjoy but hey, i don't hate those moments and yeah it's true you so he i might actually enjoy the anakin padme scenes so probably not We'll see. They're they're pretty awkward. Anyways. Uh so yeah. Let us if you've watched this or if you haven't, let us know what you think. Uh either about what you've seen or what we talked about. Let us know on social media. Let us know in the dis in the Discord if you're in it already. If you're not, join it and then let us know what you thought. Uh send us a voicemail if you if you haven't uh done that yet and you you're waiting for your sign this is your sign send us a voicemail tanner's gonna leave an angry voicemail yeah (laughs) and and i will tell you something tanner if you leave an angry voicemail i will play it you have my guarantee keep it pg (laughs) keep it pg but i will play it during next week's episode if you leave if you leave us a voicemail you have my and if if anyone has any thoughts about jeremiah and his views of this Let's let's keep it. Let's not attack Jeremiah directly, okay? But I'll play all of them next week. We already had one. Well, don't say don't commit to all of them because if thirty people put in, a... no, we're playing them all. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Tanner says tempting, and then he quoted, "It's not the Jedi way." Yeah. And then I would respond with, "Do it, but do it." Uh, anyways. Let us know what you think. 
about this Clone Wars series. Did you did you grow up watching it? I'd love to hear those stories. Did you grow up watching it? Did it have an impact on you? Were you not born yet, or were you too old to really care about this sort of thing? You're too you know? old. Uh, Jeremiah shaking his head. Uh, anyways, thank you all for being here. Thank you um, for continuing to listen and to catch the streams, to interact with us in our Discord. I've said it once and I'll say it again. We can't do it without you. So, yes. I was going to say you're our only hope, but it <laughs> felt too cheesy. So, anyways, uh, do you guys have anything else? No. Um, nothing. Nope. Cool. All right. Well, stay tuned for uh, covering volume two next week. And then the following week, we will be discussing our top five favorite Star Wars ships. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what we've got planned. Uh, that was also an idea from someone in our Discord. Multiple people. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's one more thing before we end the episode officially that uh, another benefit is that if you join the Discord, we have a specific channel for content suggestions. And the last three episodes... Trivia, views of the force. Yeah, they, they've all been viewer, like so listener suggestions. It's going to be like five or <laughs> so, six in a row. So, yeah, so Which that, is that's making it. us, our lives a lot easier too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last time we had a discussion about this, Drew was like, we should do our favorite Bontha fur colors or whatever. It's <laughs> like, no, dude, <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. That's a thing. It'd be no, more I'm joking. Like... I'm totally joking. He's like, we should give our <laughs> top five reasons. What's your favorite why... Tauntaun? Why shampoo. Tatooine is our favorite planet. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. We should do what's our favorite planet, though. We, we could. But everyone knows my answer, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Anyways. All right. Well, without further ado, you have been listening to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. May the Force be with you. Always. Always.